0: Welcome everybody to the King Mexico podcast. And today we have a special guest who I've been following. He is hilarious. I love when he starts grading um animals. Will you present yourself, sir? Go for it.
1: Hey, my name is Jonathan Kaplan. Thank you so much for having me on your show.
0: Yeah. So so how did this whole like your whole Instagram page? I see that you're a comedian. You also do um film. Yeah of a web
1: yeah um i let's say 2019 I'd, I'd um so i moved into this place i've always lived on long island so uh it's always a challenge to to compete in the new york city uh stand-up scene which is where like i was doing a lot of my stuff and it's like i was working a job as a photographer on long island and um and then, like commuting after work, going back and forth, and after a while, I was like, you know, I spend, you know, two hours on the train every night, and then like another half hour getting to the venue, and then maybe I should build um, like my space so that I could just write and make stuff, put it out myself. Yeah. Um, so, like, because because at a certain point, I was like, you know what? It's like I'm, I'm not making the most of my time. You know. So I was just making videos. I was making vlogs. I was making little things to find out what was exciting for me. And then, uh, you know, I make a, web, I make a web series with my friend. We've made like, uh, it's called killing. It was, it was called killing it. Now it's called and caps making stuff, just trying to see what fits. And then I hit upon, uh, that I, that I wanted to like riff on animals. Like I wanted to do this thing cause I love nature and, I just was like, I figured it would just be like a one-time thing, like just, you know, I'll do it and then whatever. Yeah. So I did I did like 10 of them. And then at the after after I did those, I was like, yo, I still want to continue it. It's fun for me. I don't even know what I'm gonna do next. Like, I was just so excited to like, you know, like my mind would just go. So yeah, it I wouldn't have continued it had there not been some type of uh enjoyment from the audience too
0: nice i find it hilarious i find it amusing it's like natural geographic with a comedy spin on it and it's like yo you're giving at the same time you're educating but at the same time you're giving a laugh so it like gets you locked in and then sometimes even though it's small you're like oh i want more like what else can you go in deeper and stuff so it's it just hooks you like, once you see one video, then you start scrolling through all of them. Little by little, you're like, oh, you watch every single post, and you're like,
1: okay, I want more. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad to hear that. I know. You know, especially in in a quarantine, uh, it's been weird because, you know, I don't have live shows. I don't have any way of um, going out and seeing if my shit is working on stage or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, I, I put these out. And to hear, like, you say that, or like, you know, sometimes I read the comments or go live and talk to people. It's like really helpful because I like get in my, in my own isolated mindset where it's like, I'm my biggest critic. So I'm like, ah, uh, I don't know. Like, you know, it's just, you know, you, you, you end up like beating yourself up because you're not like, I'm not in a, in a, a room where I could hear, hear the stuff working, you know? No, no, I definitely understand. Cause, um,
0: I myself have tried to do stand-up, and I did it twice. And it's hard, you know what I mean? It's 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 a small venue, like everybody, you know, you start off at your local joint. So I'm from Brooklyn, so.
1: Oh, awesome. Are you in Brooklyn so, now?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm Brooklyn right now.
1: Oh, fantastic.
0: Yeah, so I forgot what it's called. So my friend was like, oh, they have this spot by my house come through. I'm like, I've never done it, but I've always wanted to do it. And I got some laughs, so I'm like, it felt good. Right. And then I, trying to find the time. is always finding the time and then finding a spot that will let you do um, at least, do what, three minutes, two minutes. And it's hard to find those spots that will let you just come off the street or you'll have to sign in. And then yeah. like, oh,
1: can you bring some friends? I mean, and- before before the pandemic ended, I mean, New York was such a competitive environment for it. Like, not, not even stand-up. It's like you have the stand-up and everyone hustling for that. And then you had like an, the improv genre and then you had the sketch genre, you the alternative, con- you know, it's like a million scenes all t- on top of each other. And everyone is competing so hard to put those reps in, you know?
0: Nah, nah, I get you. And then on top of that, my friend is like, yo, do not go with your regular like skits. Cause I'm pretty sure they're not going to feel it. They're going to feel some kind of way. It's oh, like- Like uh, a
1: <laughs> political correctness you mean?
0: Like that. But like in general, he's like, yo, you might just get booed or they'll tell you don't come here again. So I'm like, really? He's
1: like, yeah, man, just watch what you say. I'm like, but that's who I am. You know, you bring up a great point because like um, for anybody, for any creative uh, uh, person to find what they're doing, you need to like experiment like they call it like if they call it like a sketch like sketch comedy cuz it's like a loose idea it's not supposed to be like this perfected thing or they or you know it's like you need the chance to fail you need to like find the point like where you can have fun and express yourself without feeling like you have to 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 like um be putting all these barriers so that so that you can actually Find out what you're doing, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, nah, nah, I'm telling you. And after that, I was like, all right, man, let me just try to give this a rest. And then, hey, next thing you know is we're in a pandemic. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> here I am. And it just hit me one day because I've always been talking about doing it. Like, I've always been talking about doing a podcast. And one day I was like, yo, it's time. I went, got a mic and i'm like i got my laptop and people's like oh i was looking up research youtube and it's like hey you can start off zoom so i went from there i i got a host so hey and here i am i'm always reaching out to folks like if i find you interesting and i'm like hey i want to know what's in your mind what triggers you what makes you do your art i'm like and if i have to ask and if you say no i'm like
1: i'm cool with it i'm like next totally well you know it's It's exactly like, you know, the, the avenues of making whatever you want to be, like people get locked into an identity of I'm like, I'm this type of comedian or I'm whatever, whatever genre you in your head think that you're going to do before you even do it. But the way the world is now, who knows, like, you know, podcaster. Um, you know, mixing, mixing like I like grading animals mixes mixes comedy with education. like what is exact, what is that exactly? It doesn't matter. like you're you're making whatever you become should be unique to yourself, and it doesn't have to be defined by any of the things before it. It can come and have parts of have a little mix of one thing or the other. but like is isn't the best thing to just be exactly the unique thing that you are, like nothing else, you know? No, I agree. Everybody
0: has to be unique. There's nobody, you know, if we had clones running around, then it will be a pretty boring world. You know what I mean? We all have to be different. We're all going to find a notch. We're all going to find something that clicks to us. And there's more people out there who are looking for that avenue, but just doesn't have it in them to put it out there.
1: Yeah, it's a journey, you know, like um, I, you know, it's been depressing the uh, the pandemic I don't think anybody has been able to avoid the like, like a dip. Everything's closed, especially we're in New York. Like it's really hit hard here early. Everything's closed. You see 80% of businesses going out of business like storefronts, entire blocks. Um, You know, I lost my, my day job, uh, like last year Uh, it's tough. And not to mention that, like, you feel um, like it's bleak, like nothing they're not going to make it easier for us you know yeah but you know i was thinking about um like i've been pursuing uh like make grading animals i have my web series i've been pursuing i've been trying to work every day on my things and like i am like very grateful that like like you for that i've stuck with my pursuits despite everything you know because I thought of myself, you know, I get down on myself, but then I think like, oh, the me of 10 years back, I couldn't do any of the stuff that I can do. I couldn't like, I, I was like, oh my God, 10 years ago, if I would have loved to be able to make a thing that I put on the internet, you know, to have to be able to write one thing that I liked, you know? And now it's like, I'm in a different situation. There are other things that I can't reach that I want, you know, but you got to feel grateful. You got to feel grateful for the, for being on the journey, you know?
0: Nah, I definitely agree with that. And just like that, you know what I mean? You just doing little things. Like I saw one of your um videos, you have Who Am I? And you have oh. multiple of them.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah,
0: it's, it's like you have it in you. So one door opens the other. And next thing you know, that one gate you open, next thing you know, is opening multiple doors into your creativity. Absolutely. And now all of a sudden you have this whole other world. You're like, "Oh,
1: I could do this, I could do that." For sure. The um that thing that you're talking about is called who the fuck am I? And actually that was the first thing that I made when I like decided to make my ha- my apartment into like a little studio. Yeah. Um and I and I just was like, yeah, it was just whatever it was. But I think that's a that's something that anybody maybe listening to this like if you're you should not be afraid of, or you shouldn't let the inner uh, critic inside of you uh, stop you from making something. Because we all have like this weird, I don't know if we all have it, but I think we all have this this other person inside of us that like wants to crush the fun because it's not good enough. I have that like, it's a very loud voice inside inside of me. But if you're gonna like, If you want to make something, you have to like, tell that guy to shut up for a little bit so that you can just make a mess and make something that's probably not perfect. That might be too long or not funny enough or whatever, but like, you got to get it out. You got to finish and keep making them and not worry about that. Because um, if you don't do that, you'll never, you, you, you want to look back at the hundredth thing you've made and be like, Oh, I'm getting better. Like number ninety nine is way better than number sixty five. Like that's it doesn't matter of one of like, you know, you're you're putting them out and you're gonna be so critical. I, I find that that's one of the toughest things um, to like uh, to like let yourself say yes to something. You know. Now I understand.
0: And most of the time, anybody who you know creates something, we are own personal critic and we're harder on ourselves than other people other people be like oh you're doing fine but you're like no i'm not like there's something missing that i just need to hit and then once you hit that spot you're like there's something else i can improve from this yeah so you're always looking for something higher and at the end of the day that's what's going to keep us creating and making it you know making ourselves better for sure yeah so going back to your instagram and the whole rate and the animals. Do you do, like, deep research on every single one, or do you, like, know certain things already, and then you build around it?
1: Well, um, I do research, of course. One of the differences between, like, I mean, I'm not the first person to use animals as a subject matter for comedy. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like, there's tons of people. Like, I totally get, I get compared to the guy Tear Zoo a lot. Um, this guy, he's like got z- zillions of followers. Whatever, he, he's his thing's not like mine, except that his thing is rating. It does rate the animals, and it's very like um, he equates everything to video games, and uh. it's great. But I didn't know about I didn't know about that before that. What um, what I did want to do with the show was that essentially in my head, in the way that late night um, late night TV shows use the news as like the basis. So it's like, here's the headline and I'm gonna make a joke off of it. So I decided that my thing would be the facts about the animals are essentially the headlines and I'll try to, like whatever the fact is, I'll find like a joke about it, you know? So that that means that I have to do research. Yeah. Um, I, if if the animal is um, is well known, like you'll notice on in on the Instagram, the animals that are well known, I don't over I let the common knowledge fuel it and I'll just sort of like try to fill it with punchlines. But if it's a, a thing that no one has heard of or some weird obscure animal, I do go into teaching mode.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like the tick. Right. That one was good. <laughs> you compare the two and then you're like, oh, this, this is this what a tick is. I'm like, oh. So I'm like, okay.
1: <laughs> you know, um, I used to have this idea and I don't know if I do it anymore, but like in my head, the three things that I'm fighting against, like for a grading animals episode, it's like part of me really wants to, part of me is a kid excited to tell you about animals. Like that's real. Like I'm really like, I can't wait to tell you about this thing, right? So that's like an energy that's going. The other energy is like, I want to like make jokes. I don't care about like science at all. And I want to make people laugh. And then the other energy is like, I'd like to just make something chaotic and go off the rails if I can. Like I like, I like when things are, don't make sense or just whatever. So I think if you watch any Grating Animals episode, there's like a little mix of, of each of those three things happening at any given time.
0: Yeah, simultaneously, yeah. It's, like I said, man, I enjoy it, I love it. And I know kids that I've put on to and they enjoy it too. So, you know, it's also kid friendly, so which is amazing. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, for sure, I definitely. <laughs> so yeah. So um, what's let's say further animal wise, which one do you look forward to like going into that next? Because well, right now you, you have the latest one was um
1: Captain Barrow was the last yeah first. the um, big rat. I like. I'm probably gonna. I have a. I have the polar bear coming out. Um, nice. And then a friend of mine who like another Instagrammer um, named uh, Max Maddish, he's an animator and also a comedian from LA. And he animated um, this this dinosaur uh, called the Tikalik. And that's an animal that was the first animal to, to come out of the sea and walk on land. It's like, it's the, it's the animal that said, all right, I guess we'll go and live on land now, yeah. a, you know? And so he has this incredible animation that he's, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to give him the feature spot. Yeah. And, gonna do the, and then it's going to go into the animation. And it's, um, I think it's going to be amazing because it's like, we've never done anything like that before.
0: Oh, uh, so it's going to be anime and you, you're going to be narrated, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, yeah, there'll be a a sequence of it. And, um,
0: yeah, should be, should be amazing. And then the polar Bear one, you can actually link up with the weather nowadays in Texas.
1: Oh, wow. Well, you know, (laughs) the reason I'm doing it is because I did a, an Instagram live and there was an army guy, a guy who was like, um, I'm not sure like what arm it was Marines or whatever, but he, his like battalion was called, they were called the polar Bears. And apparently like him and the guys in his army troop they liked grading animals and he's like oh would you do you know, and the thing was like he he was on the live and talking to me but then afterwards he like texted and was like it would mean so much and I was like dude I'm sold I'm gonna do it like you yeah. gotta pitch me I'm, I'm totally doing it so that's gonna be cool
0: that is real cool I can't believe he's like yo can you really really do it and you're like yo I'm on it already like don't I mean, worry about it like you I got would, me
1: you know, half of the episodes have been requests. in the early days. Um, I've only been doing the show, like, uh, almost two years. But, like, in the early days, whoever fucked with my show, I was yeah. like, you're my best friend. Like, what episode do you want me to do? Like, I didn't – I was just, like, li- like really, like, eager. I, I didn't even – in the beginning episodes, if you look back to, like, the first episode, I didn't even realize that you could select a cover on Instagram.
0: Now
1: like all the first 10 episodes are just the first frame of Instagram because I was just like, I uploaded, I figured out how to do it. Like it was so naive. That's dope. Yeah. And look, just look at that, going back to
0: what you were saying. Look at your first videos compared to now. For it's sure. It's a long way, you see. And you and every time you like you said, you're trying to achieve absolutely. And then yep. you got the animation one coming up. So that's another notch. For sure. So you, and then after that, who knows what else?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I've been putting them out every week. Um, I may, I, we'll see. This week was a little tough, but uh, like, it's, I only have my own um, schedule or like being like, like whipping myself on the back, being like, you better get your episode out. Like, it's not, no one's asking me to do that. I'm just like trying to be consistent for myself. But um, yeah, I think like with whatever you do, um, you know, you have to like, think of how you're appreciating that you're doing it at all. Like I'm, I tend to be more negative and like, have that, that evil person in my voice being like, oh, it sucks. Like whatever, like this negative stuff. But, you know, I'm told that it's healthy to, you know, as you're doing stuff, like look back with like positivity on all your, on all your things. Cause it'll create a more sustainable, Creative life, you know?
0: I, yeah, but at the same time, that negativity also could work into a positive Absolutely. movement, you know what I mean? For sure. But with that said, are you ready for that snow tomorrow? Since you told me you're in Long Island. Yeah, we're yeah, we both in New York, so we both feeling this whole weather and
1: I mean I'm happy about it because um I don't have a job, so like okay, I don't got anywhere to go. But you know how the winters have been in recent years. Like we did not, we've not been getting snow like in like kind of the whole decade.
0: Yeah, we haven't.
1: You know, and it's like, it, it makes me sad because it's like, you know, I mean, I do a show where I'm clearly environmentally focused, you know, and it's like depressing when I think of my youth and I'm like, man, it used to snow. It like used to snow and you'd see the snow on the ground the whole winter. And now it's like so hot that it snows, two days later, it's all melted or it doesn't snow at all for the summer, for the winter. So that's like, it reminds me, or or like Jesus Christ, it's fucking <laughs> 70 degrees in November. It's 70 degrees in the middle of November. Like that's depressing, you know, 70, 80 degrees. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's like, you, don't, it's, you can't avoid the fact. So the fact that we're getting winter weather and winter, I'm like, good. Like it, it makes me feel like at least this is the correct
0: Yeah, I'm with you because I remember growing up as well. You were like, "All right, it's gonna." Especially when we're younger, you know, growing up in New York and having school days, you know, it's gonna be snow and you'll have snow days. Because I used to always be jealous of the people from Jersey because I have family in Jersey and my cousins like, "Oh, we have a snow day." I'm like, "It didn't even. It just snowed like three inches, six inches." (laughs) I'm like, "We're going to school in twelve inches of snow. It didn't matter." And over here, you're in Jersey, three inches, and then we're state of emergency. So I'm like, ah oh, man, like you guys don't understand. Like growing up in New York was crazy because it didn't matter how much snow there was; it literally had to stop traffic for you not to go to, um, yeah, to go to school. I know. Like the blizzards, yeah. Like you were saying, it's the same thing. What this November we were what, still at
1: seventy. It's yeah. I remember the first time I noticed that was like maybe two thousand eight, two thousand nine, because you know, like. There's a certain like, there's a certain chill that used to come in the air like when going back to school. Yeah. And it was like that, it was like, oh, you feel the fall coming. And I remember like, um, I I used to actually, and I guess it like somehow dovetails into the fact, into the way grading animals is, but I used to be a teacher. I used to be an art teacher. Um, And I was like going to like my first year of like teaching And, like, I pulled in, like, to the parking lot in the early September. And I'm like, it's fucking, like, July hot right now. It's so insanely hot. And, like, I'm like, this sucks. This does not feel like the beginning of school weather. You know what I mean? Like, and it's been like that for, you know, forever. Now it's like you just expect that it stays hot all the way through October. And, you know.
0: Mm, Yeah. And then even with that, just putting on your coat. Cause sometimes you don't feel like summer weather kind of sucks sometimes cause you don't want to like, it's hard to find something. Right. But in winter you could just hide whatever the hell you have underneath. Cause you put on a, a hoodie, you put on a coat. It doesn't matter what jeans you have on or your shoes and you out the door. Yeah, but in yeah. the summer it's like, Oh man, I have to put on the t-shirt or I have to figure out what the hell I'm going to wear today. Cause I do not want to look, you know, bad. I don't want to look bad out there. But in the winter, you can look bad as much as you want.
1: Absolutely. It doesn't matter.
0: (laughs) It's so much kickback. Winter is such a kickback weather because it doesn't matter what you have underneath. Only only if you're going out with somebody, then you have to dress up or go from there. But besides that, winter is the best. That's why I love winter. I've always been a winter person. Awesome. (laughs) But yeah, um, let's see. So Anything else you trying to um come up with?
1: Well, yeah. Um, so, I don't know if you saw uh, Mares and Caps, which is the web series yes. with Marianne Bayard. So, I've been working with her also around the same time, like four year, four or five years. 2016, we started doing that. Um, we, we made nine episodes of our old series, Killing It. And it's based on our personalities. So, we made those 9 episodes from like 2016 to like 2017 we put them out and then we spent 2 years writing basically like a movie script um just writing it and rewriting it and working our asses off to to make it into something and right before the pandemic in february actually a year ago like to now, we did our finishing reshoots of the pilot. And then the pandemic happened and we only had enough money to shoot the pilot. And um, we didn't get it finished editing till like October of last year. So it was a big milestone. So right now, um, Marianne and I, with the help of Jim Mercurio, who is like sort of like a script guru Um, we are rewriting the entire story and we're like, we're going to try to produce the whole thing. Um, as soon as, uh, the world allows us to, we really can't do anything now, uh, because we don't have the money, but also the, like, it's very difficult for an indie indie project to like do everything with COVID protocol. Like sure, Marvel or all these big movies can do it because they can like figure out how to like put a bunch of people and make sure they don't go around and create like a bubble. But like for an indie production, it's so impossible. So right now we're just taking the time to write and we're writing like every day. And it's very difficult because the guy who's helping us is being, he's being so strict. And you talk about the the editor there's actually, we're going to call back a few things that we've talked about because um, it's like going to open mics and bombing. It's like going to open mics and like crushingly doing bad every day because the way the process that we're doing it is like we, uh, Marianne and I will write like our ideas for what, where the scene's going. And then this guy picks it apart in like, like a super professional way, like as if like we are, as if there's a lot of money on the line or, you know, just like totally strict. And it's like, we're not used to like being on the battlefield like that. It's tough. And it's like that, plus you have the inner voice inside yourself telling you you suck anyway. um, And so it's like been a, it's been a tough process, but, you know, that's what, that's what it takes. Like, unfortunately, you have to put yourself through that shit if you want to make anything, you know. I
0: is technically like you know, like fighters. You watch, yeah. you you watch UFC.
1: No, I, I don't really, I, but I know, but I know about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah,
0: you know of it. So it's like fighters, it's like UFC fighters. They train, 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 and then they get to that point, and then they go into <laughs> the fight, and next thing you know, they're getting knocked out. Yeah, that just puts a chip on their back that they have to come back bigger better and improved absolutely so it's just, actually a
1: great metaphor because like as much as we want to like make use therapy talk to make everything like sound like happy and nice the world is a fucking fight it's a fight you know and like it's going to be a fight to get through it no matter what
0: nah it sure is you know especially now with like just me going off my experience and people telling me like don't talk about this don't talk about that technically not to be who i am when i was doing the stand-up because mm-hmm. they're like yo you you too harsh like you too um too blunt mm. i'm like so where am i supposed to he's like yo you're supposed to go to another um another club that be able to take that i'm like but it should be anywhere at the end of the day that is what you're here to do like i'm here to try to you know capture these people even though they're not on my eye view right i'm just trying to make them look at what I see. Mm. And if I could get them to get a laugh or a giggle, that means something's working. I'm, you know, I'm working the crowd and then something's going to click. And once it clicks, then I could find how I could reach everyone.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that, like, my background in performing, so, like, uh, the way I got into even going on stage was... Not really through standup, but I was, I started doing improv. But what really got me, what really gave me uh, like a good foundation was actually clown, uh, theatrical clown. Uh, that's like where I would I would think like that's where like I come from, like yeah. that's where my uh, I learned my chops or whatever. And the whole idea of it is that you um, you go out in front of the audience, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Like you could be doing a song, you could be doing jokes, whatever. But when you go out into the audience, you see them, you see like see the people who are in front of you and you see that they are seeing who you are and you should make everything that you do and say, be like you're sewing a needle through each pe- person there back through you and, th- and, and sewing it. And so like the communication is not you talking to an imaginary um, uh, like person in the back of the room, or like you have this idea of what it's going to be, but like that you make a move, you see how it affects them and comes back to you. And it's like, you ping pong the energy back and forth. And that like taught me so much because like you go into any, setting and you may have like an energy you may have like a pre uh pre-idea of what it's going to be but until you feel what the person in front of you or the room is telling you that should should maybe take your show off the rails maybe it's like you thought you were going to do something but the energy is telling you to like now you're going to stop what you're doing now you're going to address why this guy has a shirt that's like that you know who knows but like to be open to that possibility, you know? Nah, so yeah, yeah. that's like, a, I think that's like um something that like you can always in any situation because it's not even just performing. When you go to meet people, you feel those energies. Like, you know, sometimes when there's, when there's tension between people, but you don't know what it is, but you're like in the room and you're like, you know, something's really weird. Is there something happening? <laughs> you can sense it, you know?
0: It's one of those six cents or your gut feeling and it just hits you. And it's like, all right, just same way with job interviews. I always said job interviews is also another way of, you know, getting yourself in the door. Like a lot of job interviews that I went into, I was like, all right. And people always admire how I went to a job interview. Like I would not wear slacks. I would go in there with a jean and a button up and like, how did you land it? I'm like, you just have to sell yourself. You have to go in there with confidence. And when you speak to them and they see your resume, be like, this is who I am. This is what you're going to get. And this is what I want as, you know, as my wage. Yeah. And if they see that confidence in you, they'll give you a chance. And now it's your turn to prove yourself, which you just said in that room
1: for that hour. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's fantastic. I know, man. I. I tell you I have not figured out since I got laid off like what the next the next part for me is going to be like I was I had a job where I was a photographer slash stage manager for like a corporation and I I used to fly all around the world um to like set up these events and photograph these events like I was going to like Germany, Vancouver, uh Italy like the last from 2012 to to like 2020, I was like going, I had to like, that was the one, that was another issue of why like I couldn't do as much stand up because like my schedule would be like, oh, I, I wanna take this show, but like I have to go so, somewhere else, you know? And it was like, just part of like baked into my life. um, So like, I was actually glad to like, it's weird. So many times, like I regretted or like, you, you know, you think you want a different life all the time. Like no matter what, everyone thinks that. And now it's like, the world is totally different. It's like, I. It's like um, when you make a deal with the devil. It's like, oh, you want this future? Okay. And it's like they, they sprinkle, the, they <laughs> sprinkle the thing. It's like now we've taken the world away, but you don't have that anymore. It's like, oh, this is so weird because now it's like, I don't even have that type of life. But now everything is gone.
0: Yeah and then it's like here this is what you wanted and now you can pursue what you want and it's like all right so I'm like I got what I want now but now I need this other thing I'm missing from before yeah but now Mm -hmm. you're like I gotta make it work
1: absolutely like one of the one of the good things about this time is like I feel like you're absolutely right like I think that I want to see if I can make these projects that I have like work and like live for the first time. like no, nothing is stopping me. like I can make it happen. It's not going to be easy, but it's a challenge. and so that's where that's where I'm at with things. you know I don't want to um, go backward. I think there's nothing there. like we are here and and I, and you have to take this chance. Like you know you when did you find out about grading animals? Uh, March.
0: This year.
1: Oh, okay. So, you know- the. I mean, campaign, March,
0: 2020.
1: March, 2020. So like when the pandemic, I was sent home from work in um, like the beginning of March, like uh, let's say the 12th or 13th, I got sent home. They were not gonna have people in the office anymore. I never went back to work. I just was sent home one day and that was the end of a life. So what happened was I worked from home for like two months. Then I was gone on furlough, and then the furlough was furloughed again. And by September, like I didn't have a job, but I never went back there. So it's like I went home from work one day, and it was over. But when the pandemic started, I had such a like, an energy. I'm like, I'm gonna make as many fucking grading animals episodes as possible, because now's my chance. Like I'm working from home. Like I can do, I can do the work easily, and I can just fucking have fun. And, and everything's closed, so I'll just hole up and make this so a lot of like the show sort of like um for me like catap like uh catapulted or like escalated from when the pandemic started i, I really owe a lot of the people who know about it to like the pandemic you know
0: right. yeah. i agree with you same like i said before same thing here is like yes is a gift and a curse because some of us actually Started pursuing what we all wanted to do at one point, but we were too busy focusing on other things that, you know, we're paying the bills at the end of the day. And now it's like, hey, here we have all this time and it's time to build. And we have to, you know, there's a lot just just from me doing this. I've met a lot of people who are actually pursuing what they want to do. And then I'm over here like, hey, let me talk to you. I'm, I'm over here knocking on doors, knocking on doors every week. Just, you know, some say yes, some say no. But at the end of the day, I'm following what I wanted to do. You're following what you want to do. But all this is because of a pandemic.
1: I know. We got to be real grateful that we don't, that we didn't get it. Um, you know, that just, just all, it's so crazy. You know, my family is in, in uh, the medical profession. So like they're. That like, you know, especially when what we dealt with uh, in March, March through May, where, where like the numbers were insane, you know, they haven't, they haven't been like that since, but that especially here, because the, because like California, other places got it hard later, but like we got hit with it, like the start. Yeah. And it was, you know, both hospitals that my mom and my mom and sister work at hospitals and like that, you know, like the story you hear everywhere, they converted the entire thing to just COVID and the body bags and all like the, just, we haven't had to like tangibly deal with that amount of death, like at once, like for an extended period of time. So yeah, like that element of being grateful that like, you know, we have our health, um, you know, our living situation didn't change, that we had to fucking, you know, get ev- evicted or some t- horrible situation. Um, one thing that's very nice for me and like a thing that I think underscores all of this trying to make our things work yeah. is is, um, is like being in touch with the things that give us joy that aren't achievement-based. Like because of the pandemic, I see my sister and my nephew more. Like I see that I'll go over there and we socialize, like, you know, we have like masks on and stuff like, but I'm get I'm a lot, I'm part of this kid's life in a way that I probably wouldn't have been because the world was going on as usual. I probably would have had shows every weekend. I probably would have been running around hustling and different things. But now like, I'm like, there's, I have like this four-year-old kid who's like, you know, I'm, I'm like his, Uncle, he loves me. Like we have this really great bond, and I'm able to share things. And it's not in an achievement way, it's like in a positive way. Yeah. And that I gotta tell you, has been maybe the best parts of the pandemic. Like, I'm like, I look forward to you know, I we go, you know, we'll have a have like a bag of actually a bag of animal toys and I, you know, we dump them out on the floor and make up stories, just improvise stories. And he loves, you know, he loves to, that, that's all he wants to do. And, you know, so, but that type of thing will, if everybody finds good things like that and remembers that that's good, that will ch- supercharge the other things. Because like, where are we making art from? But we're making art out of the things of life. Like you can't drive a car with no gas in this tank. The gas of the the gas that fuels the creative engine is being in a relationship or having you know time with your family or under or you know these human things are or makes the human story you know what I mean. Without that, it's like oh, what you're a fucking narcissist who wants to make something because you're so great. Like that's not a great story. A great story is you know I'm making a story about you know like for instance like my mother. It, like my mother's from from Honduras and she was adopted and she was brought on horseback from like the South of Honduras to Tegucigalpa over three days and fed honey. Like that's, you know, stories should come out of like the living. You know what I mean? We, as an artist, you're conduit for, for the stories of the living, not just to be, you know, unfortunately, when you do any of this shit, like, you know, you're hustling for stand-up. So what, six nights, six nights a week in a dark basement doing open mics. But like, where's the life that you're living to inform that is all I'm saying.
0: No, no, I completely understand. That is a factor though. Prior to this, a lot of people were not having that family or that relationship with a human to human base. Yeah, Everything was more like, all right, here. All right, later guys. All right. And now yeah. we're having more interaction with each other. We'll pick up the phone. And I'm like, oh, let me hear what this person has to say. But before everything was so fast going, like, oh, let me just text. All right, cool. I'll, I'll talk to you later. I'll see you another day. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, let me reach out to my friends. Let me reach out to a family member. Oh, let me reach out to this person I haven't spoken to in a while.
1: Because, especially because, like, our lives are getting so reduced because we can't do so many things. So, like, you're tested to see how much you really need. Like like you get to a point and I feel like myself and I've noticed in other people where like someone will call you because they need to reach out to you. And like, you're hearing like the real need of like connection. And you're like, Oh my God, I haven't talked to you so long. Like, wow, this is like important. Like I'm happy to make sure that I'm there for this person or even vice versa. Like I've noticed in myself, like, almost second guessing myself like, Oh my God, I'm so needy. Like, I like, like I spend my whole week in here or I'll go out to a park, you know, to like do something, but like, I don't have, I'm not trying to go anywhere. So it's like, Oh my God, I'm, it's dawning on me that like, I'm lonely, you know, it's like, you know, stuff like that. But that's what this time is, is illuminating for people. Hopefully
0: once it's all over, we still, you know, look at the world the same way and we don't forget, you know, because mm. that's another thing that we tend to do. We just we will forget things in a split of a second and forget all the turmoil, all the pain that we went through in these, what, almost two years. Because I can't say it's going to be over by the end of the year because we thought it was going to be over by this year. And here we go.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, it'll be interesting. I was, I was um, talking to somebody and... Like, depending on how old, uh, you know, your like are your grandparents were or whatever, but I had grandparents that were um, that lived through the depression. And that um, had a real impact on the way they viewed the world because they were they were in their early years around during real scarce times. So they always thought that it was going to come back. They never in their later years, they, they 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 had um uh, not not uh not um i'm going to say like a conservatism but not like conservatives but i mean like they were afraid of their resources one day being gone you know what i mean and that's because they had that experience i wonder that if we living through this time and if it extends will have a lasting sort of like traumatic thought pattern being like about this cause this and to, to be like uh environmental again, like if we go back to normal, normal, this is gonna happen again. This is a warm-up. Like by like I talk a lot about on a lot about trees and a lot about if we keep fucking if we take all the old growth forests and gone and like we just we're gonna just jet around the entire world forever, then we'll get a worse pandemic so soon and it will really it'll do numbers like not this one percent shit like if this is one two percent then what the fuck does 10 percent look like it looks like the road the movie the road by cormac mccarthy like it's it's grim you know it's looking like fucking uh walking dead shit you know
0: nah I, I don't even want like you said like this probably is gonna have some type of effect and all of us who live through this, even, you know, even children, even small children growing up through this will have some type of effect. Even remote schooling with these kids, you know, that human interaction Mass. is big, yeah. is big. So I'm happy that New York's, you know, somewhat is trying to get into lane because at the end of the day, human interaction is a big thing for development to a child.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, we have, like, that's another interesting thing. Like our society in New York, we, um, we, we sort of like are very follow the rules, like, you know, especially in Manhattan and I think in Brooklyn too, but it's like, it's socially, it's socially good. Like we're like, even with like the, out the window hitting the pans, like we want to, we want to like do good by like the science, you know? Other places like they thumb their nose at that. And I think to like, you know, and then they, then when it gets bad, it's like, Oh shit. Yep. <laughs> it was, but we like, we were the first to like, um you know, what do we have to do? We have to close everything up. It's fucked. It fucked every all the economy up. But like, had we not done that, I just don't think that that would be possible. I think people in general don't, like, you think, like, okay, Trump was president, all this shit. Like, we don't have good leadership. It's like the entire world's being run run by dum-dums, right, across the board. And yet, even with a world run by dum-dums, we still decided to quarantine. Because yep. even the dumbest dum-dums were like, better stay home, might get sick and die.
0: Agreed. I agree uh, with that. <laughs> Big time. But there's other states. I'm not going to name them. We all know what states are those. They were running around thinking it's all sweet and look at them now. But hey, the little tri-state area agreement they made, hey, it was a great factor that you know all three um governors had a mindset and that you know it worked out. At the end of the day, it did. Totally. So yeah, man. So with that said, you have a project coming up, which is um you're working on currently that you know you're going through the editing, you have grading animals you have two dope episodes that i can't wait to see then you have um who the fuck am i right yeah you, that, oh that's done for now
1: oh i mean that's like you know i mean of course it's on youtube anybody can check it out <laughs> um uh yeah i have uh who the fuck am i i have uh killing it definitely check out um you can put up like my you'll put up all the stuff Grading animals if people want to join uh, the patreon of grading animals you could throw throw me a couple dollars every month and that really does help me um, just keep the thing going because uh you know there's expenses I you know but uh, nah, great. It does help and um, grading animals at grading animals on instagram uh yeah if you're if you whatever I do I usually will post it in, in the three spots so mares and caps yeah check me out. Yeah
0: I'm doing stuff. The Patreon starts at two dollars. So guys, it's you know it's two dollars. It's a soda. Go, exactly, go and support, right? you know what I mean? At the end of the day, we all gotta support each other. So yeah, any any closing um thoughts, any closing, you know.
1: No man, this is great. I'm so glad you had me on. Like this was uh fantastic. I was so glad that you could that you uh reached out. So fan- I'm so happy.
0: Nah, thank Good you, man. There. Thank you again. I I enjoyed it. And yeah, I'll post up anything you put up. And hey, and like I said, go support him. Go to his Patreon. Every nickel and dime works at the end of the day. And we all got to support each other through these tough times. And with that said, yeah, take it easy. Don't forget, life's a joke. And until next time.